Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second installment of the Onside Kick podcast. Kind of, kind of, you'll see on the, on the website and maybe uh, on Twitter where it says Iowa Onside Kick. Um, just had someone let me know that there was another Onside Kick out there podcast. Not a big deal. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, we have nothing to to take, so I don't think they'll be coming after us. But um, we're going to do mostly exclusive Iowa. Um, college Iowa sports just uh, high school stuff in general and then um, just kind of have fun so this is a kind of the second installment after the NFL draft kind of a kind of a rough time of year for uh, for a football guy except for this last weekend um, I'm personally not a huge baseball fan at all um, not an NBA fan even though I love basketball coach basketball been around all my life the NBA uh, for 90% of the year is garbage uh, in my mind uh, this time here's a little bit more more fun to watch um, just because they, they literally have something to play for. So we'll kind of cover off on some of that, some of the debates I've had with some guys on who the greatest is. I'm an old man, so uh, in my mind there's no question based on the, the style of the game. Maybe not the player, but the style of the game, who who is by far better, um, you know, in my mind. So, But to get to the, uh, to the draft, uh, you know, the Hawkeyes had a couple guys go in the second round. Um, you know, they had, uh, Josie Jewell go to, uh, Denver, which I think's a, a really good spot. I think he's going to be a really good pro. Um, he might not be a Keekly type fast guy from, uh, Carolina, but you know, when you're maybe a little slow afoot, you can make up for it a lot in, in smarts. And I've always said, I'd rather have a smart football player than, than a dumb one. That's maybe a little faster. So I think he, he is just super intelligent not only as a person, but when it comes to football, he, he recognizes quick, and that, that gives him that half step that, that other guys, you know, might might have over him, but, you know, they could be going the wrong direction. I don't think he takes any false steps watching him. He makes a ton of tackles, and that, probably, you know, kind of proves proves that uh, proves that out in, you know, in his performance. So I think that's a great deal. Um, you know, I'm a huge Cowboy fan, so I think he should have went to the Cowboys just because of his name. I think it should have been an automatic uh, – before the draft started, uh, that's where he should have been placed. But um, you know, they got a the Cowboys got a really good first round draft pick in the kid uh, from Boise State, so I think they're probably okay there. But I think Jewel have a have a huge year, and I know there's a guy out there that loves Denver that's a friend of mine, so I, I know he's fired up about it. Um, and then James Daniels going to Chicago, I think it's a no brainer um, that how good he's going to be. Uh, he he is a tremendous uh, athlete. You know, I don't. You know, and I think he he'll have a huge, huge career there in Chicago. Um, the Bears being my father's all-time favorite team, I'm glad uh, they got some Hawkeyes back because when they were rolling, they had two Hawkeye linemen uh, back in the day, Hilgenberg and uh, um, Bortz, and and that's when they were unstoppable pretty much. So I think Daniels would be really solid for them. They can take uh, the, the center they already have and move him to guard or move Daniels to guard. I think they're going to be really super good. I think the Bears had a really good draft. Um, you know, after that, the, the kind of surprise was Wadley not going. Um, I just think I said it all year. I said it two years ago. And the reason why he didn't play three years ago is he just cannot block, can't block in the passing game. Um, it's not that he is scared. He just isn't physically uh, gifted enough to take on dudes that are coming at him that are much bigger. Um you know, and he just seemed to seem to either miss altogether or just barely get a piece of him. I think that's why Iowa had such trouble um, 
with getting getting the quarterback sacked because if they weren't throwing it to him and he had to stay in and and, and pass pro he was he was in big trouble and I think that's pretty much what cost him in this draft and not getting draft you know getting getting taken in the first seven rounds um, with the ball in his hands he's tough he's definitely a a draft pick but without the ball he's kind of a kind of a, a liability on the offensive side so you he, you know you got to take him out of some downs and he you know he's probably only a third down back or a special teams guy at best so. Um, going to the Titans, not knowing much about him, but um, you know he. I know he was the only. Uh, looking it up, he was the only uh, running back they took in the, in the undrafted um, free agent stuff. So that bodes well for him, um, knowing that you know they're bringing him in. They obviously see something. I think they, you know, they got to steal. He, I, I believe he'll make the team just on that, you know, returnability alone. Um, he he was pretty special, especially in Iowa's bowl game. You know he probably won the game for him just in his his return game. It was a ton of yards. Not sure how much, but it was it was a ton of yards. They couldn't stop him. Um, you know then uh, Ike Bottinger, uh, Botger, however you say it, uh, went to Buffalo. Uh, again, I he was the only offensive lineman they took in the in the free agent market. Um, so that that always bodes well when you know they're not signing a ton of ton of dudes. You know he probably has a shot. I think if he didn't get hurt. Uh, and he played his senior year at Iowa. He definitely would have been drafted. I mean, he just—he was a—he was a man out there. And uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, back in the day, he played quarterback at Cedar Falls High, and uh, little old Bell playing beat him in seven on seven when he was playing, and um, that was pretty neat uh, for our guys just to beat a big 4A team, which probably 99% of their kids never even heard of Bell playing. So. He uh, he got he was big back then, but he's obviously gotten a lot bigger. But I think he, if he can uh, get into camp and be healthy, I think he might stick there. Um, Buffalo still likes to run the ball, and, and they're going to have to to probably win. So um, you know he he might have a chance. Ben Neiman in Kansas City, he's just a big athlete. Um, you know he probably didn't uh, wasn't a big fan favorite. Uh, I know he was hurt at some points, but. Uh, Kind of like the rest of the guys. He again, he was the only linebacker that Kansas City took in the in the free agent uh, pool. So again, that's uh that's always a positive, I, I believe, is is how they look at that. So you know, who knows? He might have he might get to stick. Um, his father being a, a longtime college coach, and and then just the linebacker coming out of Iowa. Um, don't think he's super physical, so that might be a problem. But um, he's he's a good athlete, and he can cover and. Um, in the NFL, when you're having to cover slots all the time anymore in the quick pass game, it's uh, it's it's something to have a guy that big and physical, uh, you know, in in space as far as a run stopping inside first second down guy. I don't know if he if he would fit too much, but you know, you never know. And then um, Sean Welsh, who you know, a personal favorite of mine, just because of what he went through, the story behind him. Um, you know, he was hanging it up, came back, came kind of public with his depression. Um, fight and you know had the support of all his teammates and and he he was probably the best offensive lineman Iowa had by far in my opinion you know Daniels obviously got drafted but uh, without well uh, Sean Walsh in there um, you know it was a problem so going to the skins you know that's that's a good spot with uh, another Iowa lineman you know that's uh that's a pro bowler right there um, you know he might he might have a good shot, and they, I think they took one other offensive lineman in the in the pool too. So, you know who knows he he's a by all accounts he's a super intelligent guy. So I think he can probably you know catch on in in the, in the pro game. And you know a lot of a lot of Iowa fans this bothers me tremendously. You know they bitch and moan they want to, they want to see this open wide open here we go 
uh, offense. You know, Nebraska of of all teams is going to that, and they're so excited of how many plays they ran and so much time in the spring game. Well, you know, you better be really, really, really good at it because you're going to punt really fast otherwise. You know, just uh, one, two, three punt, and, and you're burning you know very little time off the clock and then if your defense isn't stout you're you're getting pretty much housed every week and um the nfl's way different way different and and uh chip kelly found out everybody thought he was the second coming and you know i said from the start he's a three maybe four year guy he was a couple years in philly they blasted him then he was what a one year uh somewhere else and um that that just doesn't translate to nfl they're super smart guys coaching um and usually at that level the, all the players are super smart so you know scheme and all that stuff you, you better be um really really solid i think iowa runs uh pretty much a pro set offense as far as the run game pro drops uh it's in quick stuff uh in the passing game obviously when you get better talent it looks better sometimes but you know i think iowa saw uh, iowa fans got to see some of the when it when it is going right um when you're able to run and pass the ball effectively what it looks like but um i'm not a fan of the spread quick game you know one two three you know let's punt as fast as we can and, and then hope to stop somebody and you see a lot of that in the big 12 um and a lot of deep you know everybody wonders why they can't their defenses give up so many points i just think the the premier defensive guys don't want to go to something like that um when their offense is running that kind of kind of cool you know really super fast uh, offense if they're not very productive those defensive guys are right back out there and, and having to having to you know put up put up a big effort to to get off the field again and and it just doesn't uh bode well, well for them uh you know for their future uh to 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 be better so and i think you saw that a little bit in this draft i know on the first day there was one as uh excuse me one big 12 guy taken um you know in the draft and I just don't like that kind of offense. I don't think it's effective. It's going to win some games against lesser talent, but so is any other offense if you're if you're effective. So um, I just think the the fan today just wants to see the clock, you know the scoreboard just get lit up. Um, you know, like they've always said, it's whether you win by one or a hundred, it's the same thing. And you know, me personally, I'm a gigantic fan of how Iowa plays football. Um, and I think more teams would be successful if they did that. You see a little bit. Um, with it in a lot of teams um there are some still teams out there that that do it and are successful and they mix in some of the newer stuff and and i think i was uh was doing that and will continue to kind of throw some of that newer newer philosophy type offense in but i think for a whole they're they're going to stick to what what they know and what they can coach and you know to to put something in just because you saw it on tv and you don't even know how to coach it is 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 just a is ludicrous in my mind but um you know and then the Iowa State you know they just uh they thought they had a couple guys that were draftable um I personally you know I love to give the Iowa State friends of mine heck and you know I love rooting against them when they're playing Iowa but the Lazar kid definitely was a draftable draftable player there must be something there there um usually is when a guy like that with his production his size you know he's not slow um doesn't get drafted you know and there's guys going ahead of him a, a guy from australia that never played football in his life getting drafted ahead of him punters getting drafted ahead of him um you know that something's going on or something has gone on personally or behind the scenes that that kind of held him down that's the only only thing that could be and i'm not sure what it is um but, but there's something there but he's going to to jacksonville who you know looking at all the draft picks and you know i, I kind of stay on top of the college game a lot more but i think they had a horrible draft um 
as far as what they needed and and, and productive players. But you know, he was he he might have hit the right spot too because he was the only wide receiver they took in the in the pool um, also yesterday. So you know that bodes well. And I just I think he makes the roster hands down um, just because of he's a great athlete and he's he's a tough dude as far as you know going to get the ball in traffic. He's going to get it you know at his size. So kind of weird that he didn't get drafted. But like I said, there must be something there that's that that no one knows about or. Or definitely the scouts knew about the teams knew about because um, didn't make any sense that you know some of the guys were getting popped before him. But um, and then for whatever reason, I'm not sure my favorite team uh, decides to go to Ames and and pick up uh, three dudes off their roster: uh, the Campos lineman, the Murdoch receiver, and Lanning, um, who they they say is a linebacker coming in. But I'm not sure if any of those guys make the roster. Um, the good thing for for Campos is you know there wasn't a many linemen taken uh, in the pool. They did draft draft one that uh, that's going to be obviously a player for him. But um, you know I don't think Landon makes the makes the roster linebacker with with what they have there already. And also you know they drafted um, their starter probably at middle linebacker in the first round. But and they also got the shocky kid uh, from Villanova who who was really productive. But who knows? I mean Landon. Uh, is a, is a is obviously a hard nosed kid, but I just don't think he sticks. And most of the time in these type of deals in the free agent market, these guys are blocking dummies uh, for training camp. You know, they're they're either the quarterbacks that are getting picked up. All they are is uh, mechanical arms just to throw throw all day, where where the the roster guys can sit and and not burn their arm up. Um, you know, the receivers are route runners um, because they they can't get enough of those guys to get work in for the quarterbacks. And, you know, especially defensive linemen, linebackers, DBs, um, they're 100% blocking dummies for the most part. Every now and then you get you get the you get this half a dozen to dozen guys that, that show out that are free agents and, and make it. You hear those stories every day. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't think either uh, any of those three make the make the Cowboys roster. But you never know. And I think you and I got a guy drafted also that's uh, that's a receiver. So, you know, it was, it was kind of a weird weird draft if you ask me i personally think the very first pick i said all along the best the best quarterback uh size doesn't really matter um just the best quarterback production wise and and uh and just this uh, in my mind just a winner is is the mayfield baker mayfield who went number one i think that was the smartest pick i don't think any of the other quarterbacks were in the first round i just don't see any of them uh any of them doing anything great shakes right away um the Rosen kid, I just uh, there's something about that guy. I just can't I just don't like. I personally don't like. Don't like his uh, way he carries himself, his attitude. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's quick to talk a lot of trash about guys that are getting drafted. It's just something about him just doesn't doesn't click with me. I don't like it. Um, you know, he didn't have a, a a very great college career per se, and um, seems like he was always in the news for the wrong thing. So um, nothing crazy bad, but. You know, when you're doing interviews out of your hot tub in your dorm room and stuff like that, kids think that's cool and, and neat and wow, look at me. But, you know, me personally, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of professional teams just, you know, they look back at stuff like that, even though he's a young kid, and just think, wow, what do you, you know, what kind of guy is this? Um, you know, the the kid that went to the the Giants um, or the Jets, excuse me, out of USC, Darnold. I think he probably has the next best upside after Mayfield, to, you know, to be a to be a guy. Um, the NFL needs those guys. I mean, there's there's four or five that are 
not going to be around much longer. They've been playing a long time, and you know something needs to happen in the NFL. And that's why I think uh, Stanley Kid out of Iowa. I think he's he's hitting the he's hitting the you know things got to line just perfect sometimes for for pro athletes to have a great career. And I think he might be hitting the hitting the league about the right time with a lot of these guys bailing. So, um, but Darnold, I think he has a size. He has just a demeanor that I, you know I think think can uh, translate to the NFL. Um, you know, and I and I, I do think um, the kid out of Oklahoma State that I uh, cannot remember where he went for sure. Um, I I always liked that guy. I thought he was a very productive college player. He throws the heck out of it. Not real big, um, but you know, you, you know, he's pretty pretty productive, and and he threw it all over the place for for Oklahoma State. As far as uh, standing in there and, and being the dude, I don't you know, I don't know. I think by far the best pick. Um, best player in the whole whole draft is Barkley. Even though this is a NFL's now passing league, I think he was by far the best football player. And you know, obviously, I'm not an NFL owner, scout, none of that. But um, I don't care what you need. I think you needed to draft him number one, um, no matter what. I think Cleveland needed to draft him number one. But you know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, I think Cleveland did a really good job being a. You know, they have nowhere to go but up. But you know, getting getting the guys they did, um, you know, I think I think that would have been uh, been really good for them, you know, to to get Barkley. But you know, I think the Cardinals, the Giants for sure, um, probably did the best job uh, in the draft, in my opinion. Um, you know, Cleveland I thought did a really nice job. Um, you know, they got the Chubb running back, which I think is a really good pick. You know, he has some history with injury, but I think he, you know, he could be really tough. He's a big dude and runs hard. Um, and they already have Carlos Hyde. So Cleveland, I, you know, something about Cleveland, I've always liked them a little bit away from way back when. Um, and they're always exciting. I'm a big Johnny Manziel fan just for the just for the entertainment purposes to watch him in college. He was must-see all the time. Um, you know, but, you know, Mayfield's kind of got that. So, you know, kind of watch them and then they – you know they've had some Iowa guys on their roster recently to to uh, keep an eye on them, <clears throat> and then Denver, I, I think's gonna gonna be really tough. Um, you know I don't think quarterback wise they're in very good shape at all. Um, you know they 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 didn't do anything in the draft. Not that there was anything to do, but you know I think Case Keenum you know hit lightning in a bottle a little bit last year at the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings division wasn't very good. Um, you know and he he had success. And a lot of his success, um, you know, that's the NFL. He's going to cash in on it and and move on. But I I just think they're in a bad way at quarterback. Um, but you know they had a, they had a nice draft and definitely a root for them with uh with being uh, Josie Jules' team now. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, at the same time, some of the teams are just I, I don't know. Jacksonville did a horrible job, I thought. And uh, you know, there's a few other teams in there, but you know, drafting generally is just a crapshoot. After the first, it's kind of like recruiting. After the top 50 guys in the country, you know, who knows? You know, who knows what you're getting? Like they've always says, it's uh, the guys that you don't get. You know, you don't sign to the guys Iowa don't. You know, don't sign during the signing period. Those guys don't lose you any games. It's the guys you do sign that you think can can uh, contribute and can and can advance their skills to a certain level, and they just don't do it. And those are the guys that lose your games. It's not the guys you don't get. So I mean, it's just kind of like the draft. The guys you don't get aren't the ones you don't, you know, or you lose. And then NFL drafts way different than recruiting. But um, you know, it's the same thing. You got to develop the guys you have. And some some 
coaching staffs out there do a better job than others, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, the NFL to me has lost a lot of what it's about. Um, you know, it, a lot of, a lot of people watch the NFL for one reason, that's fantasy. And, uh, you know, I, I have to admit, I do that too. Um, it doesn't bother me to miss a game, you know, 15 years ago, there's no way I would have missed, missed a game and gone golfing or something like that, or been out of the house. But, you know, now it's not that big a deal. Uh, you know, to me, but, um, you know, and, and at the same time, it's, it's kind of screwed up the fan a little bit. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that have, you know, that win their fantasy league with their, their office buddies. And they think that they, uh, they know football at that point, but you know, it's just all that's, it's gambling and, and that's what it is. And, you know, some, you know, guys like to brag about it and chirp and, um, that's the fun part of it. But at the same time, it doesn't make you any smarter. That's for sure. So, um, you know, the NFL will be fun again. It always is. And, um, you know, I just can't wait for it to get here. And, you know, that's in July and we get to have fun, fun talking about it. Um, all right, kind of now to one of my, uh, favorite subjects to, uh, banter, especially the younger generation, uh, being a high school coach, you know, I'm, I'm much older obviously. And, um, you know, kind of have fun with the younger guys, uh, this, uh, of the 25 and under 30 and under crew that, that, um, you know, all of a sudden with the way television is, the way uh, social media is, the way everything is nowadays compared to what it was. Um, and I think for the better, for the most part, but the Jordan and LeBron debate, um, you know, can never be solved. Both great players. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the wall saying, you know, LeBron might be a top five. He's definitely a top five. He's definitely probably the second best player ever in my mind. But, um, by rule, um, you know, Jordan would have been, Ten times of the player is he was if he played in LeBron's era, and I don't know if LeBron would have been as productive in Jordan's era. And the reason being is the defensive rules, uh, what is allowed now uh, compared to what was allowed then, and vice versa. Um, being so open and uh, defensive wise, just the freedom. Uh, no one, absolutely no one, could have stopped Jordan anytime he wanted. Back then, he could score. Um, not in today's world, it'd be way different. Um, and he was, he was an overall player and he was a defensive player where I don't think LeBron's even close. Um, he's very uninterested most of the time. Um, and that, and that's maybe just his, his generation. That's just, you know, they're, they're, they're more, uh, more excited to have the ball in their hand than, than to work hard for the most part. And, uh, you know, he relies on these other teammates to do a lot of that. And he, he wants to perform on the offensive end cause that's, uh, obviously more fun, but, um, I don't think he, he would, uh, the way he carries on when he gets touched and, and I know he does it based on rule. Um, today's, you know, they're going to go to video and they're going to tee a guy up because, you know, he touched somebody in the head or, or, uh, you know, maybe follow them a little bit harder than, harder than uh, what they wanted. And the refs will run to the video and oh boy, we gotta, we gotta, uh, watch it just cause you know, that's society today. It's just soft. Um, everybody's worried about feelings getting hurt and oh goodness sakes, we can't, we can't hurt little Johnny's feelings, but you know, in Jordan's era, there were so many enforcers. There were enforcers on every team. And when they played against a guy like that, um, like LeBron is, and he wanted to go to the rack like that, he was he would get planted every single game, every game, more than once. And, you know, if you want to go back and look at video from back then, there were fights. There were seriously hard fouls. They were just fouls. They weren't technical fouls. They weren't, uh, they didn't have the, you know, the one and two level technicals where the, you know, guy got kicked out or they got the ball. They, there was no such thing. There was just, he got fouled. So, and if they weren't in the bonus, 
they weren't the bonus. So, I mean, that's personally, yeah, it was a little rough. Sure it was, but that's that's just the nature of the business, and that's what those guys had to play under and to watch some of the production back then. Um, in in that in that kind of environment compared to now, it's not even remotely the same. Um, there's no team basketball today. There had to be more team basketball back then, just because the way the defense he played. So there was there was a lot more sets, and everyone's heard of heard of the triangle offense and all that kind of stuff that had to be run back then. And, and there was a lot of isolation stuff, um, you know, because of the illegal defense rule coming into play. But like I said, every time that LeBron would want to put it on the deck and go to the rim, it would not go well for him. And the way he carries on, I just don't think he's a physically tough dude as far as getting touched. Is is he physical when he's got one on one against, you know, Victor Oladipo who's half his size? Sure. Sure anybody would. Um you know, anybody would 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 probably bow up a little bit then. But you know, if Rick Mahorn was in the lane or or uh or Shaq or, you know, or you know, even Barkley back then, uh, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. Every single team had one. Um I he would not last. I mean he would. He would have to figure it out, but he would not be the guy he is because I don't think he likes it. I don't think he likes the physicality when he goes to the rim. Now, if he can, if he can take one guy to the rack and, and make it work, yeah, he'll run the guy over. But you saw it today in today's game. You've seen every single game. You know he gets touched, and holy cow, it's it's the end of the world. And I know there is a lot of acting going on, um, which I can't stand. And and if the NFL or if the NFL, if the NBA. Um, would actually, you know, kind of get, grow up a little bit and man up and, and not call that kind of stuff or tee a guy up for flopping. That stuff would stop in a minute. Just like any other other thing in the history of sports, once they the rules are made to stop that kind of thing, the the guys stop. And, you know, some of the stuff that went on today um, was just silly. I mean, it, it makes me not want to watch the game because it, it's just it's comical. That's why, you know, everyone that thinks soccer is going to be big, not going to be big ever because of that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's sad to see. Um, I'll still argue, um, just, just in general, the, the, you know, LeBron and, um, Jordan debate, you know, Jordan, you know, just his, his championships in, in the amount of times played, um, everyone makes, makes heck about LeBron's record for points and playoffs and all this and that. Well, he's played, he's pushing 50 more games than Jordan, um, in, in an era where, you know, it's it's way different. So, like I said, uh, for the kids that are out there that just think otherwise, you need to you need to get NFL NBA Classic, excuse me, and and go back and watch the basketball game for what it is and the game, not not so much the players, but watch the game, watch watch the physicality of it, watch how everything's done compared to today. Are the athletes good today? Sure, but there is a vast majority of the NBA guys who would not make a roster back then just because of their skill set is way different now and it's not really their fault um it's the way that you know they've grown up it's the way they they train um you know the the Steph Curry's of the world uh with, with all the fancy dribbling and and so on and so forth that, that's what the NBA has become and unfortunately that's trickled down to kids think they're better because they can do that and uh you know it's 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 sad as a coach to to see that kind of stuff because yeah those guys are super elite so it does make them better but when when you can't do the fundamentally thing, fundamental things right um, at any level, you're not going to be very good. And there's a lot of NBA guys that cannot fundamentally do do the basic stuff correctly. And um, that's why it's hard to watch for me uh, compared to the era I grew up in with uh, 
with Larry Bird, Magic, and you know Jordan, and the the bad boys of Detroit, and Patrick Ewing, and and it just goes on. Dominic Wilkins, it goes on and on and on. How many great players back then that would go bonkers today based on the rules um, would go bonkers. So that debate will go on forever. I'm happy to have it with anybody down the road. We'll have some uh, have a guest or two on that that I know would love to talk about it and love to put me in my place. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we'll probably do something else coming up. I was, uh, got a few more commitments out of, uh, some players. Uh, I, the, the kid I really love watching his film is a kid out of Illinois, the Castro kid, a defensive back. I mean, he is a beast. And I think, uh, I think the Iowa's just loading up. Um, you know, kids today are smart. They're seeing, uh, seeing what's going on and, and more and more with, with, uh, I think it's helping Iowa with the, the way uh, social media is and stuff with, with the type of football they play. So, it's it's going to be a great, great, great um, fall coming up. Can't wait. Uh, got our season tickets in the in the new end zone. Um, got to see that. That's awesome. And just uh, can't get here fast enough for me uh, to to get to get into football and, and to to really really have a good time. The only thing that sucks it doesn't last long enough. So um, again, just kind of rambled on for this second podcast. I'm looking for ideas. I'm looking for uh, anybody that wants to come on with me. Let me know. I know I got a couple guys that were lined up. Uh, we're going to kind of hold off a little bit until, until maybe football in, in July, where training camp gets here and stuff, where we can kind of start talking and college kind of gets ramped up, uh, kind of give us a little more substance. But if you have any ideas, if you want to add anything, please hit, hit it up on Twitter. Um, I can get you set up on this to where you can record what you want we can put it on there and talk about it make fun of you whatever i can disagree with you um since you won't agree with me so that's how it works so anyway uh this is uh this is gonna be fun you know i'm trying to get new ideas trying to trying to get um some new things to put on the podcast so it'll be better all the time Uh, i'm gonna reach out to some guys uh some ex-iowa athletes see if they'll come on with us and and just do you know five ten minutes to kind of give us some more some more substance for it too so Um, Look forward to hearing from you guys, and uh, like I said, if you got anything, hit us up. Thanks.